Today's episode is brought to you by A Billionaire Golem Made Me Gay on Hanukkah. That's Hanukkah spelled H-A-N-U-K-K-A-H, Kindle edition. Uh, This is available on Amazon.com and Kindle. I know a lot of the uh, products uh, I advertise are not always available in the territory or terrestrial plane uh, where this podcast is most often listened to. Uh, or where it is recorded. However, this one, I believe, will be. It's about 42 pages of hardcore, uh, largely non-consensual gay sex. A 19-year-old Jewish boy loses his cushy job at a video game magazine, but quickly lands an even cushier job through his girlfriend's synagogue as the editor in charge of billionaire Gregory Clay's new lifestyle magazine. Billy doesn't know how he got so lucky until it becomes clear that the whole magazine is just an expensive ruse to ensnare the knave straight boy. That's supposed to be naive. Now Billy has to decide between stopping the evil golem and losing his dream job or risk being turned gay by the clay monster's mysterious powers. Billy must choose quickly as the golem becomes most powerful on the high holy days and Hanukkah is approaching. Now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, is Hanukkah a high holiday? Well, maybe that plays into the story. I don't know. My name's Isaiah, and this was written by H.K. Statham. It was also, uh, the cover was illustrated by H.K. Statham. And if you are into hardcore gay erotica using magic and giants and uh, the golem with disturbing content, you can buy it if you are into that sort of thing, or you can buy it and read it ironically and masturbate to it ironically. Available at Amazon.com. Just... Type in A Billionaire Golem Made Me Gay on Hanukkah, or you can search Jewish Gay Erotica or Hanukkah Jewish Erotica, and you will get like only one or two other stories featuring the golem and this one as well. Oh, disclaimer I do not uh, take responsibility for anything uh, that happens in or around my advice. I'll try to think of a more thorough disclaimer later, but that should do for now. For a reading, call 515-635-1671, then leave a message, or email tarotonight at gmail.com. I've said this before, but I mean it again. This is a very exciting show. Uh, this week's episode was uh, one of those weeks where I didn't really know how the show was going to come together. I had uh, one thing taped. But the rest, I, I didn't know exactly what I was going to do. Um, I just didn't know uh, what was going to happen. But then it all just sort of came together. Uh, I had a, uh, an aborted attempt uh, last night to try to do two, uh, record two readings and the intro and the outro while at a laundromat. Um, and I might uh, pepper in some of that audio because... There's quite a bit I like about it. I might throw that in uh, during the interstitials uh, between segments. But uh, 
Uh, that uh, audio did not turn out to be super usable, not because of the bad audio quality. I actually enjoyed the odd audio quality. I started recording next to a vent. It was actually pretty quiet in there, and then the vent started just shouting uh, air noise at me. And then I moved into another area where there is usually uh, someone who I don't know if he's homeless or he works there. He's usually got his, I think he, hard to identify exactly, but it's kind of balding, so I think he uh, has his face down. I usually end up at this laundromat uh, somewhere around 11 p.m. because the other laundromat in town, the one with Wi-Fi and a working pinball machine uh, and a working change machine, that one uh, closes at 11 p.m., and this one's open 24 hours a day, as far as I can tell. So anyway, I went there last night to record, and uh, I recorded an opening, uh, but uh, I just was so tired, and I'd spent the entire day trying to write or writing, about half the day trying to write, the other half the day writing, so I was kind of mentally exhausted, um, and I wasn't letting myself have caffeine because it was uh, uh, about 11.30 uh, uh, in the PM. Um, so I was just dragging and, uh, but I do, there's, I feel like there's at least a couple minutes worth of audio that I did enjoy that came out of that. So I think I'm going to pepper that in. I got my probation letter, the letter that says I'm no longer on probation. So congratulate me for that. It's nice to not be on probation. Although being the superstitious sort, I feel like now I'm really due to, uh, accidentally commit a crime. I have no plans to intentionally commit a crime. Uh, so I'm just going to have to really keep my eye on accidentally committing a crime, you know, like, um, oh, there's some people coming to drop, I'm renewing my lease and there will be some people coming to, uh, drop off, uh, my, uh, my le new lease agreement. So, uh, I should probably move all the things they could trip over and then die, uh, charging me with ma accidental manslaughter particularly now that I've recorded this it means I know that's a risk so that's that'd be like what willful unintent willful intent willful negligence I don't know with the, I don't own this place would the landlord be liable for that best best not best best not to uh even cross that bridge let's uh let's burn that bridge right down by cleaning this place up a little bit from hazards that would affect people who have not uh, memorized everything in my home like myself and I'm sure the NSA as well. Man, I am like so perfectly caffeinated right now. Um, ooh, other big news. Um, I actually found the open mic and I went to it and it went uh, pretty good. Uh, I only hesitate because the crowd <laughs> might disagree with me. They probably would have said it went okay, but the guy I did a reading for, uh, Evan, he uh, responded very well. Um, well. I don't know if he responded well to the reading. I haven't uh, been back there since then. I think I may go back there again. Um, I really enjoyed it. I'm trying not to overstay my welcome there, uh, but that was fun. And uh, it was run by a guy who uh, I met while I was volunteering at Community Radio. He had a show there. I was actually I actually edited his show and three other shows into the big Sunday and Saturday block uh, before I quit uh, that volunteer job. I finished I finished my story, the erotic story I was telling uh, this t this microphone about uh, last week. And like I said before, I knew it was naive to think that I would be able to get it done all in one day. Now I'm thinking I could get it done. I could write like write and edit and upload an entire erotic short story in about uh, three days. 
technically four. What I was thinking is two full days and two half days. So I would take one day just to write, another half day, which should have been today uh, for the second story I'm working on. But uh, I've got kind of distracted and Hanukkah is tonight. And I think uh, I'm going to try to spend like an hour on it instead of the three hours, three to four hours, which would constitute a solid half day. Um, Although technically yesterday I only spent about three to four hours, but I spent the entire day trying to write it, got a lot of good stuff done. Well, good's debatable. Anyway, it's done and it's uploaded and it's called um, uh, A Gollum Made Me Gay on Hanukkah. And that is a problematic title, but it is also a problematic story. So, you know, it fits. And uh, it's, uh, I, it's not one I will be giving to uh, my mom to proofread, even though she's very good at proofreading, and even though she's shown some interest in writing erotic stories. Uh, she usually asks me permission when I publish something, even publicly, whether or not she can look at it, and I always appreciate that, and this is a time I will not be giving her permission. I will also not be passing this along to my brothers, whose opinions I value quite a bit. Uh, I would actually, <laughs> I don't, I don't really want them to read it, and I don't think there's any uh, risk of them uh, reading it on their own volition. It, from what I know of them, it, it, I don't think it's quite to their taste. Um... And also, now that they know I've written it, uh, should they accidentally stumble upon it, they will know uh, that um, uh, that I do not want them to look at it. Although, there's nothing I could do to stop them except for, you know, uh, telling them not to. And I don't think there's any risk of that. Um, but yeah, I might sound kind of manic, because like, like I said, I'm just so fucking caffeinated right now. Uh, and like I said before the show, I didn't know what was going to happen. I only had one segment. I was very proud of that segment. It was the open mic, but I only had that. And then I got the crank phone calls, and I was kind of annoyed with those. Oh, did I mention that? We we have our first ever crank phone calls. Shockingly, our first ever crank phone calls. So I did a reading for them, and they kind of depressed me at first. But then I was like, why are, why are you depressed? You needed content. This is content. You can work with this. You have uh, learned the very basics of audio editing uh, uh, technology, so you can do this. And you know what? I did do it. I mean, I've mostly done it. You'll be the one to judge if I've done it. So yeah, on today's show, uh, I've got, um, I've got, uh, on today's show, I've got, um, I've got, uh, oh, and okay, so I had the crank phone calls, I had the open mic, uh, in which I did a reading for Evan, uh, and but then I I needed one more, I, I, that wasn't enough to fill it, uh, and then someone on the Facebook Flophouse fan page posted on a post, uh, or replied to a post in which people were promoting uh, their stuff, podcasts, what have you, I don't remember exactly, I think this was exclusively the podcast post, and what he said was... Um, his name's Malcolm, uh, and what he said was, um, I'm a very uh, fun and something like, uh, I'm an engaging person, and I'm a nice guy. Uh, would anybody like a podcast guest? And I uh, replied to him, uh, please ask me <laughs> for a tarot reading. And then he replied, how does that work? And then I replied how it does work, and unlike every single other interaction I've had like that, he actually then called in and asked a question, and it's a good question. 
a question I actually have experience dealing with. It's about uh, sort of um, it, well, it's, it's it's an art. It's about art. Uh, uh, something about being an artist. I don't want to say too much right now, but I want to say it was a great question. He came through, and I've just realized I haven't texted him the results back yet. So I'm gonna do that now, and I'll let him know when it's up. So yes, on today's show we have. Uh, two crank phone calls. We have the open mic, and we have a uh, voicemail message from a dedicated podcast listener and participator. I mean, not dedicated to this listening to this podcast yet, at least, because uh, I don't think he'd heard of it yet. But who knows? You know, who knows? I'm optimistic. I'm so I'm so caffeinated. I'm rambling on because I've told myself I have to write after I finish this, but if I never stop talking, I never have to write, so uh, why ever stop talking? Oh no, I've run out of things to say. Maybe we should just get started. Man, I, uh, I, I, I'm just jumping in to say that I fucked up my laundry. Uh, I overstuffed, uh, I was running two machines, I overstuffed one of them, uh, the ones with, uh, my blankets, and also a, uh, puffy, uh, hoodie that I like to wear around the house that's very warm, and I guess that was just too much for it, because they didn't even get wet, uh, the, the, they, uh, oh, I don't know where my head was during this episode, I forgot to mention so many things. But uh, this uh, this open mic was at the Iowa Music Store in Ames, Iowa. Testing one two one two. All right, those lines look about right. My name is Isaiah. Hello. I didn't see those people. You were blocked by that thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, this is a this is a podcast. That uh, that thing is um, a structure for the people listening. Uh, my name is Isaiah. I host a podcast called Tarot Tonight. I do uh, tarot readings. Yes, and there's a poster. Uh, a poster on Welsh. You did? I put them all over town. Not a goddamn bite out of it. But... Oh, I was like, yeah. I was interested. Then follow that interest. I don't even have to do a reading. I think the cards would want you to call in. And that number is 515-635-1678. One six seven one, or you can email tarotonight at gmail.com. I got the email address. Oh, and uh, you can uh, look Tarot Tonight up on SoundCloud. I am working on getting it on iTunes, but apparently there's a bit of a waiting process. Now, first off, uh, should I tell you anything about myself? I feel like you know enough. Um... Odd coincidence, a performer here played Sweater Weather, which is strange because um, an ex, sort of ex, what dating is, is um, sometimes loosely defined. A sort of ex uh, recently uh, announced that she's in a relationship on Facebook. And that's relevant because uh, when we were together, I would play Sweater Weather and Waiting for Superman over and over again. And there might have been a third song in there. But uh, that's not, uh, you couldn't have anticipated that, so don't feel bad about that. And she shouldn't feel bad about being in a relationship either. I mean, she, sh- she should feel a little bad, you know, because it affects me. But not too bad. And she should get over it. And I wish her all the best, and I think I'm going to wait about two weeks to defriend her. 
Um, and that way I feel like it won't be super obvious why. Now, uh, first off, I'm going to do a single card reading for myself for the purpose of how this is going to go. Um, it's the card. Lay that out. Oh, it's pointed away from me. That's bad. Um, it might be I've been rambling too much about myself to start, but let's see what the card says. This is the Page of Pentacles. In the Page of Pentacles, I drew a bunch of bees on it because it, it tells you to be things. Uh, be prosperous. Be utilitarian. Be... forgot what that be means. Be trusting and be trustworthy. Alright, I think this card is telling me that, uh, that I'm gonna be nervous. I haven't done an open mic in a while, and I usually do uh, stand-up. And, uh, and uh, I'm, I, I think this is gonna tell me that I'm gonna be pushed towards that direction because it feels safe. Uh, but that's not what I should do. I should trust the audience, um, and I should uh, be trustworthy. It's a couple bees doing trust falls. That's what that means. Alright. Now, uh, I'm going to say something that none of you want to hear, but I'm going to say it because it's important. I need a volunteer. All right, uh, you, sir. Relieve yourself from your guilt of uh, not calling that number. You don't have to feel bad about that. I'm sure you've got other things going on in your life. Well, I was thinking if I called it, your phone would ring in your pocket, and then it would be funny. But then I started to dial it, and I forgot what the number was. Good. Oh, I, I've, uh, I've not, ooh, you can sit about there. I have not connected the phone to, uh, it's a Google Voice number, which means I think it's free. But I don't know that it's free. If it's not free, I don't think it's a lot. What's your name, sir? Evan. Say that again? Evan. Okay, I think I got that. Alright, Evan, uh, uh, tell me, tell me, uh, give me some broad strokes. What are you, what are you about? What do you do? Um... My name is Evan. I make things. Good start. I work on uh, software and games. I have a few uh, rather ambitious projects, one of which I've been working on for several years now. Um, uh, two, two of them, actually, and are going to be concluding around the same time. Ooh. So. Would you like to do a reading about that project? Um, or do you have, or, sure. or it, it could be about anything. Uh, yeah. Well, lately I've been reflecting a lot on the state of my life and that mm. I'm trying to conclude these projects so that I can move on to a different one. A very specific one, which has been a dream of mine for a long time. Do you want to know what will happen if you do that? Or, I mean, what the cards will say. Uh, they, they can't always be trusted. I'm open-minded. All right. I'm going to take that for a yes. That was a light yes. So we're going to move forward. All right. Ramona. Finds, healthy, cats, romance, finances, health slash happiness, and career. We're going to see, oh, not quite yet. We're going to see how, uh, oh, actually, wait, you should have dealt those. Too late, just touch each card individually. I feel like that's good enough. All right. Now, uh, we're going to look at how this new project, if uh, you pursue it, will affect your romantic life, your financial life, your health slash your happiness, and your career. All right, now you can turn the first card. Make sure you turn it uh, long ways. 
Like Ooh, wrong way, wrong way. There you go. Oh, it's pointed towards you. This new project is going to affect your romantic life. In my experience, uh, uh, people dig it when you've got something that you care about. That's pretty vague. This is the Ten of Pentacles. Pentacles represent material things. They represent money. And this one in particular uh, represents prosperity. It represents uh, things written in stone, uh, things that can't be changed. It represents convention. So I think that's saying uh, sticking to this project, or what does that say to you? You're the one who should be projecting your feelings onto these cards. Convention, prosperity, um, yes. in the context of, of, of romance. Of romance. Um, you can reach. You can reach real far. I guess my immediate interpretation would be that any prosperity that uh, arises from the project might might result in people being attracted to me, which is a concept I find very uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, but uh, don't worry about that. Don't. Uh, I don't have. I don't have. Uh, I thought I had advice there for a second, but I didn't. <laughs> People like people who are being successful, and you might get a lot of uh, phonies uh, coming at you, trying to get trying to get a piece, uh, and you'll get people who didn't see your worth before, um, and now and now they see your worth because you've got prosperity. But my advice is to not worry about that because um, eventually um, maybe you fuck it up and they all go away. So problem solved. Excellent. All right. That was a, that was a he did Success he gave through failure two thumbs up. Oh, next card. Oh, it's pointed towards you. And it's a major uh, arcana card. It is the hermit. No, the three. I take back what I said. It's not a major arcana card. It is a minor arcana card, the three of swords, but it's still pointed towards you. And this is your finances card. Uh, ooh, uh, this represents heartbreak, uh, being alone, and betrayal. Okay, that tells me. What does that tell you? Um, and it's pointed towards you, so it's good. Uh, well, lessons are learned from pain. Well, I suppose I have particular uh, particular plans for this next project. One of the one of the plans I have is that there's a certain person I'd like to, um, if things go well enough, that I'd like to hire to work with me on that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's possible the direction of that person's life may change in such a way that uh, they're no longer able to uh, join me in that endeavor. Yeah, I'm not saying don't hire hire the person, but what I am saying is watch your fucking back. <laughs> Lovely. Yes. And I, I, I would connect this card to this card because uh, this is your romantic card. It'll go well, but maybe uh, that'll lead to betrayal. One of the reasons why people isolate themselves is because when you don't, you leave yourself open to be hurt. So uh, you could be, have success romantically, which leads you to be hurt, but that will lead you to better finances. Maybe you'll use that pain. I've gotten uh, so much done in my own life powered by spite. Um, mm. and it's like uh, coal. Most of my uh, best creative work comes out of uh, wistfulness or melancholy, oh. personally. So. Yeah, I'm projecting, I'm projecting. But uh, maybe uh, like... Uh, like uh, uh, like Superman with the with the black or red kryptonite, I can't quite remember. You you get a little bit more powerful, but evil. 
Um, that this I'm losing this interpretation. Let's go to the next card. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, it's pointed away from you. I'm sorry. And that was your health and happiness card. I'm guessing all the phonies trying to get a piece of you and the heartbreak uh, might uh, impede your health and happiness. This is a major arcana card. This is the uh, the Wheel of Fortune. It represents turning points. It represents luck. It represents karma. Uh, there, there's dice on there. I can't remember what that means. Um, what does this card say to you? Uh, well, um... And this, is, this is important. Major arcana. These are minor arcana. You can fight these. You can avoid those phonies. But this is gonna... Well, I mean, it's all just cardboard, but still. <laughs> so, as far as turns of fate go, um... Well, uh, that's one of the uh, one of the perils of being self-directed. Is you're responsible for your your own successes and failures, and you're subject to blind spots and moving forward. Yeah. Um, if I'm to have emotional misfortune, it's probably going to be a result of uh, putting too much of myself into my work, which is a habit. Mm. <clears throat> so. Um, and perhaps neglecting other domains of my life, which is also a habit. Yes, you save some of you might you, we, <laughs> we we put our blood into what we do, but save some of that blood uh, to keep yourself from dying of hypothermia. <laughs> Excellent. It's something blood does. Okay, let's look at your final card, your career card, and this seems uh, terribly relevant because what you're doing seems careerish. Careerish. Oh, it's pointed towards you. I'm happy. I'm always happy when it's a when it's a nicer reading. Although the one major arcana card is pointed away, but we'll ignore that. This is the... Misery is art fuel. It is art fuel. It helps get things done. And this is the Six of Pentacles. I wrote these in Roman numerals so I had to think about it. But the Six of Pentacles represents resources. It represents, uh, it represents knowledge. It represents force. Um, I think the resource... Oh, what does this mean to you first? Resources, knowledge, force. This is what um, will help you. The fruits of my work, the things that result from uh, dedicated study and creation. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think I think this is uh, you're gonna have the resources to get this game done. Watch your back, but you're gonna have the resources. Watch your back financially too. This person, uh, or th I'm not saying this is the card that's saying this. But this person might be coming at you in the wallet. But it also says this card that you'll be overcoming that. Uh, you've got the resources to advance your career. You've got the knowledge to advance your career. The force to advance your career. Uh, and this is also the uh, pentacles rep represent uh, material stuff and money and stuff. And um, so that'll be headed in a good direction. How do you feel about this? Pretty prescient? That was a light Certainly. nod. Certainly a, certainly a feasible course of events. Yeah. I guess I try to be at peace um, with uncertainty. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But there are certainly pass-fail conditions that I'm going to need to endure. There will be. I think, I think the, the cards are saying uh, the one thing you should watch particularly is your health and happiness. Because that's going to be the big challenge. I know, right? But uh, but uh, but but save a little bit of what you're putting into this game. 
uh, for yourself. Is that for not dying of hypothermia? Yeah, and keeping that heart beating, you know, and all on all the other lovely stuff that that blood does, literally and metaphorically. All right, thank. You. I think that's enough. Do you have Do you have any final words? Do you have anything you want to plug? What's your game called? Um, what will it be called? The next project will be called Wreath or Tale of the Wreath. What's Tale of the Wreath uh, about? <laughs> That's a long story. Oh, I've probably used up too much time. Is it like a shooter? No, or like not you, at all. You, uh, you like... Tale of the Wreath is. It's a game where you explore the thoughts and memories of a grief-stricken traveler who's going on a journey to uh, bring someone who has died back to life. Ooh, so like Halo. Exactly like Halo. Uh, I look forward to uh, hearing about this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and if, if you if uh, uh, email tarotonight at gmail.com or call 515-635-1671, uh, I'll get you a copy of this reading. Or you can ask another question. We haven't applied limits yet. Okay, uh, okay, real quick, first we're getting some silence for the bass sound. And real quick, uh, some uproarious applause, if you will. Uh, th- uh, that sounds pretty good. But no more quarters with the dryer. Guess I'll just have to launder those tomorrow, and uh, tonight I'll just sleep under a whole bunch of coats. Okay, I have something very exciting. Another first for the show. Uh, the first two crank calls I've received to uh, this number, and that is shocking to me because I have put this number in so many public places and so many different kinds of public places be they on the internet or just on cement pillars in campus town uh all over campus town and these are um i believe from my tucson arizona craigslist ad because the calls according to google came from tucson arizona um i didn't find either of the calls funny or uh one of them was actually quite gross. I'm not going to tell you which, but neither of them were really funny, but I also felt like I wanted to have them on. So what I've done is I've taken out all the unfunny uh, stuff from the calls and just left in uh, sort of the caller themselves. So I will do a reading for each one. Uh, here is uh, the man. There's a man and a woman based on the fact that they came about a minute apart and from the same area i would assume they are a couple i'm going to play the man's uh call first yes hello my name is and i just like to say that old and all those ruining this and uh and and if you then you Anyways, my question is, how Thank you, bye. All right, thank you for your uh, question. I'm going to lay out two tarot cards uh, taken from the center of the deck. Let's see. Ooh, they are both pointed away from you. I'm sorry, and I'm not... I did not arrange that because you gave a crank call. Uh, I, I arranged that because... Um, well, I mean, I didn't arrange that. The cards arranged that. 
the first one is the King of Wands. The King of Wands represents uh, uh, artisticness, I think. It represents um, uh, physical force. It represents... Um, uh, this guy's a puffed out chest. I'm not going to look that up. Uh, and also the fool appropriately enough. And the fool is against you. The fool represents, uh, beginnings, uh, excitement, naivete, other things. Um, so maybe, uh, be less of a fool kind of, I don't know, uh, think out your, I'm not telling you not to make crank calls, but just think out your premise a little better. Uh, your accent was uh, weak. It sounds like you have a bit of a non-Midwestern accent to start out with, so you don't really need to emphasize that. Just sort of speak with your natural voice. I'm sure it'll be funny enough. Or maybe work on that accent. All right. Now let's look at the next caller. Hi. Um, I have, like, and <laughs> Um, my name's... And I have like when I and it's kind of funny, but it's like really sad and like it's sad because time and and my husband but um it's just really and I was wondering is it ever gonna get better um is it ever gonna get better like with Okay, thanks. Bye. All right. Thank you for calling in. Uh, shh is what I'm going to call you. Um, thank you. Shh. Uh, I'm going to take two cards again from the center of the deck. And you're, uh, I'll just say yours was, uh, no. Ooh, one pointed towards you, one pointed away from you. The one pointed towards you is the uh, Ten of Swords. Uh, the Ten of Swords represents... Uh, I believe uh, self-doubt, uh, digging oneself, uh, it represents rock bottom, it represents uh, martyrdom. Um, so I think this card is saying just keep digging, um, whereas I advised the guy to knock off the crank calls uh, for you, I think you should just keep going with it. Yours, it was more creative, and it affected me more because um, yours was the gross one, uh, so... Yeah, just keep going. Uh, they say uh, alcoholics don't often get help until they reach rock bottom. I had a drinking problem. Um, I don't think I was quite at rock bottom uh, when I stopped, but I was pretty uh, fucking low. I could definitely see rock bottom without uh, that device that they used in uh, Jurassic Park to look at uh, dinosaur skeletons without digging them up. Now, your next card is against you, and that is the Queen of Wands. Uh, the Queen of Wands is attractive. The, oh, I'm, I realize I'm taking a bit of a misogynistic reading. I'm going to try not to, but this is what the Queen of Wands is. She's attractive. She's energetic. She's um, uh, wholehearted. Now, you did put your whole heart into that call. Uh, certainly, your call, call was much longer than the guy's, uh, uh, and you had a lot of energy. Um, so... None of these things will help you. These are all the things, uh, maybe go back a little bit. Don't use your whole heart because your whole heart is, um, gross. And maybe, uh, take that self-confidence out of your voice because it's irritating, uh, on you. A lot of people wear it well, a lot of women wear it well, uh, hoping I'm not 
being misogynistic with this, but you definitely didn't, and take your energy down a little bit. Uh, it's not endearing or uh, uh, efficient. Um, so yeah, thank you for your calls. Um, uh, I, I hope you do better next time. I'm not just saying this because it was a crank call and it annoyed me a little bit, to be honest, but more than being a little annoyed, I was actually very thankful because I knew I could make a, however short, a segment about it. So you two keep, um, keep on keeping on, you know, keep working on it. it. Drop the accent work. That's not your strong suit. Drop the high energy, uh, and drop trying to be artistic for the guy and for the girl. Just keep on digging. Just keep digging till you get to rock bottom. Then once you get down there, put yourself up on that cross. That's what this card's saying. Good luck to both of you. I have, uh, come back from dinner with family and been informed that the crank call was actually from uh my uh what from agent x and agent x is a wife who is my sister-in-law i regret coming down so harshly on them they thought i would be able to tell that it was them because they used their own phones but you know i didn't notice that it was uh you know, from them because it was just the Google Voice number. So I regret coming down so hard on them. You know, it was all in good fun. I got a new, uh, a new, uh, comforter. I will be having it in the freezer for uh, a solid week. I think that should kill anything that's on it. I had to cook two pizzas to make room for it, to shove everything else up uh, into the top. All right, I have a very exciting reading today. I'm doing it in my kitchen, uh, which I noticed is kind of echoey. I don't know how that's going to affect the sound equipment. I've got my coffee maker in here. That's the only noisy thing besides the windows right here in which cars drive by. None of this is important. I just mentioned that's some of the ambient sound I'm worried about. I refuse to turn off my coffee machine because I will need hot coffee. Um sooner than it takes for coffee to warm up again should I turn it off. Now, uh, today's question comes from Malcolm. Uh, uh, he called in and left a message. Malcolm is a very uh, cool guy because Malcolm uh, posted on a uh, Flophouse, uh, uh, on a message board on the Flophouse fan page, uh, He a Facebook fan page, he posted a uh, Something about, would anybody like a podcast guest? Uh, uh, I am a fun and engaging person. I'm paraphrasing. That might not have been exactly what he said. Anyway, um, I had, I had, I'm pretty much one short of a uh, uh, review, or I mean of a reading, of a reading for this week's show. Uh, and I was going to do a reading about uh, how and whether or not I should confront my friend who has been posting uh, disturbing and occasionally racist videos, uh, sometimes borderline racist, sometimes m more than borderline racist videos, and not e not necessarily racist, just also kind of classist, and just, I know I'm sounding like a pussy liberal, but these the latest video was fucking disturbing, and I realized I need to either confront this person about how they actually feel about things, or cut them out of my life, but... Luckily, Malcolm offered himself as a guest, so I don't have to do that. Now, I'm going to play Malcolm's question right now. Hi, my name is Malcolm, and I am in West Hartford, Connecticut. 
Uh, calling with a bit of a creative crossroads today. Um, I've been coming up with projects and different endeavors my entire life. Uh, I don't really finish much. I just kind of am always coming up with new ideas. Um, I'm in my 20s now and uh, trying to balance a full 40-hour work schedule and get my projects done at night. And I'm moving to my life where I'm trying to make a go of it and finish something and sell it or get it out there. And uh, just trying to find the best way to portion out my time. I've written half of a novel, a third of a comic book. Uh, I have a couple uh, board game design ideas sitting around and trying to figure out the best thing that I should go for. Really finish and sit down and just do the work and, um, you know, start submitting and stuff like that. So, yeah, any kind of direction on that would be great. Thanks very much. I've had a lot of people, uh, uh, not a lot, but a handful of people, both from the Flophouse fan book page, Craigslist, and my own personal life say, wow, I'd love to submit a question, and then never submitted a question. Uh, and Malcolm came through within, like, uh, uh, I don't know, less than five minutes, which is uh, far quicker than I came through with this review. Uh, I mean this reading. But you know what, Malcolm, I'm going to give give your reading everything I've got. Okay, first thing I would like to say to you, Malcolm, is that I relate. Um, I think I told you that on the Facebook page, but I just want to say that again. Wow, this is a problem that I super, super have. Um, uh, let me give you my own statistics just to um, make this about me. Uh, I have one gigantic first draft of a novel uh, that's actually more of a 2,000-word outline. It started as a 60,000-word outline, which I then, over the course of a year, expanded to a 200,000-and-400-word outline, which left me so uh, burnt out I, I couldn't even look at it. It's on a file somewhere. I, I'm basically mining my memory of it in anything else I write. I've got three to four first drafts of scripts. Uh, can't call those—I I could probably call those half-finished because the first draft is barely readable, it's just, but it's got the story on there. Um, I've got, uh, oh, just so many abandoned, uh, projects that would have changed the entire world. So sorry, world, that you didn't get to see those, but, uh, maybe you didn't deserve them, world. Um, I have, weirdly enough, I have zero, uh, board games that I've started and abandoned. That seems, that sounds exactly like something I would start, except for the fact that I don't play board games very much, um, if at all. Um, I have I do mess around with cards a little bit, uh, so I have thought of starting one of those uh, card games, uh, you know, that are kind of like that function as board games, but there's no there's usually no actual board. You just use the cards. Um, that actually seems like something I would know how to do if I figured out how to do it. But um, I've never even gotten as far as like uh, uh, the outline stage for that. Um, but wow, uh, Malcolm, I super relate, and I want to say you are asking the right question: uh, how to focus. Uh, I have, I, I have, I'm scattershot. I always have too many ideas that I can't actually do anything because picking one idea means abandoning so many other ideas. So yes, Malcolm, you are on the right track. Now, the reading I am going to do, which I believe is what you are asking, is we are going to see which of these paths the cards want you to go down. That's the half-finished novel, the sort of a comic book, and the couple of board game design ideas. Now, let me say this, Malcolm. 
I'm going to give you a little bit of tough love. If these cards do land on the couple of board game ideas, I am not going to let you work on a couple of board game ideas. All right, you're going to have to pick one of those ideas. Maybe not immediately. Maybe uh, I'll give you a week to choose, and I have no authority over you, so you don't have to follow this whatsoever. But after a week of mulling them over, you have to pick one, even if you have to roll your dice to do it. Sorry for sorry for being a real hard ass there, but uh, but but uh, you can even call in again with your uh, with your board game ideas, and I'll, and I'll tell you what the cards feel about them. But that's if the cards go for that. Now the way I'm doing this is I've taken I don't know if I'm using this word right, but I'm I've taken three talismans that have personal significance to me because I've already projected so much on you already. Um, unlike you, I'm in my late twenties. Uh, almost 30. I'll be 30 in less than a year. Probably shouldn't even say late 20s anymore. That implies that I could be 27, uh, which I am not. Uh, I'm 29 and then some. <sighs> but yeah, don't worry. When you get to be my age, you'll have so many more things that you haven't accomplished. So there's time to catch up and there's also time to find a better way, uh, which is what I'm going to help you do. Um, no. The three talismans I have set down are things and projects that I have worked on and or abandoned or semi-abandoned. I haven't technically abandoned any of these. There's still things I hope to pick up. The first one, representing your sort of a comic book, is my first draft of a uh, sci-fi original channel type movie that I uh, want to write. It's the first draft. I'm quite proud of it, but of course it's only a first draft, so it's barely readable. It would need two, three, four more passes. Uh, it's not even spell-checked, probably not even the right format. But anyway, uh, representing your sort of a comic book is my script for Dinosaur Werewolf. Um, and Dinosaur Werewolf, like all of my uh, scripts, uh, I always think about how I could actually do these on my own, and one of the ways I think of is well, a comic book. Maybe I could get an artist or even draw terribly myself I can draw terribly um I've done some cartoons for the covers for uh for well, I'm not for a Kindle project that I'm also sort of working on secondary to my podcast that I might abandon that's the one I keep in the side to sort of abandon if I get any sort of life it'll go right out the window now the second talisman representing your half finished novel is my uh, mostly finished novel which was really depressing for me to put down on the uh, drying rack. And that's not a metaphor. They're on a drying rack right here in my kitchen. Uh, I feel like that's metaphorically close to a back burner, which is also in this kitchen, but I'm not going to put them on that because that'd be a huge fire hazard and uh, also an even more painful metaphor if they did actually go up in flames. So I'm not even going to name my novel because that's too depressing and by naming it I feel like I, that'd be accepting that it might die so I'm just gonna leave it there unnamed uh unspell checked but mostly finished and then representing your board game uh ideas I don't have any board games I, I figured I would have at least one somewhere in my apartment but I don't what I do have is a uh dartboard and uh, I keep thinking I might want to get into darts when I think about uh, what's a social activity I would enjoy, something kind of sports-related, but not technical, but not really sports. It's darts. I've been playing it in my apartment uh, as a way to play uh, play Plants vs. Zombies less, or specifically play the vase-breaking game in Plants vs. Zombies. I'll 
listen to podcasts for hours and just break vases trying to I've gotten to about 42, 42 levels on that game. And man, it's frustrating because it sends you right back to zero. There's no way to save and go back to like 30 and start from there. Uh, so anyway, representing your board game ideas will be that uh, dartboard. Now, I've already laid out the cards. I've laid out three sets. Th I've laid out three cards for each one. And the way we'll decide what the cards have chosen for you is that uh, the most... Um, the most uh, cards facing you, which I'm going to deem is facing away from me, the most cards facing you will be the uh, one we pick. And if there's a tie, we'll settle that by major or, mi or minor arcana cards, which one has more major arcana cards. And if they all have the same amount of major arcana cards, we'll uh, deline delineate it by which cards have the highest uh, value. Um, but let's cross that bridge when we get to it. Now, the first... Um, Let's look at the first three cards. All right, flipping those over. Okay, now the first three cards on your uh, on the talisman representing your sort of a comic book are all against. Uh, they are all saying no, and they are all major arcana cards. These uh, these cards super don't want you to work on that comic book, or at least right not right now. We've got the sun. We've got justice. We've got the chariot all saying don't do it now let's look at the unfinished or half-finished novel ooh we've got two four and one against uh, that's not too bad um, the two four are the two are the three of swords and the three of pentacles both three cards that's interesting and the one against is the king of swords now, before we examine those, let's look at the last one to see if that uh, outranks it. All right. Okay, and the last one, uh, the board game idea, is uh, is uh, outranked. Is um is uh, two against and one for. So those two against are the King of Pentacles. No, I mean the Ten of Pentacles is against. The Page of Swords is against. And the five of pentacles is four. Now, I'll let you examine those on your own if you like on all of the uh, ones that the uh, cards are saying not to pursue. What I'll look at right now more in depth are the ones the cards are saying for you to pursue. Now, resoundly, uh, by a strong majority, the cards are pointing you towards your half-finished novel, which is interesting because that might that's what I'm thinking I should be pointed to, but I've chosen another path and there's a chance these cards are projecting no let's not discuss that i have chosen another path i do hope to return to those cards someday but not immediately now um the three of swords which is pointed towards you these are the qualities that will help you finish this novel and this is betrayal the three of swords represents betrayal heartbreak and being alone now those three things are traditionally considered bad but uh think of it in terms of writing a novel i mean think of times you've been betrayed uh and the emotions you felt betrayal is great in a novel it's a good twist it happens in real life i've been betrayed i've been betrayed by people i still care about um who were trying to help me uh I'm not going to get too much into that right now uh heartbreak i've been heartbroken uh and being alone, uh, 
that's pretty obvious. You're going to need to uh, be alone probably to write. Even when I'm in a cafe, it's not like I'm hanging out with somebody uh, writing. I've tried that a few times, uh, and it's a little uh, difficult for me. Um, the cards are saying you should be alone while you write, um, or you'll be you'll need alone time to write. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how to do your writing process. Also, uh, heartbreak and betrayal are what uh, will help you, so tap into those. Now, the other positive card, the Three of Pentacles, represents teamwork, planning, and competence. I think that's all pretty obvious. Teamwork, um, my advice, this isn't what the cards are saying. My advice is wait until uh, you're done to show, your, wait until you're pretty much done to show your work to anyone. Um, but when that happens, uh, or before, the cards aren't saying this. Anyway, you're going to need someone to review it at some point to look at it to give you tips uh uh don't my advice don't rely on anyone else to edit it uh even if they say they will editing an entire novel is such a monumental task that i've never found someone who can see it all the way through it that's gonna be on you but having a reader what they call a first reader look at it and tell you what doesn't make sense is extremely helpful or what they didn't like even if you don't follow their advice it's good stuff to hear um one thing i'll do is i will write a sentence like johnny walks into the wall only i will omit the word walks so the sentence is johnny into the wall and every time i read that sentence it reads Johnny walks into the wall to me because I see the invisible words floating just above the sentence, but I have found other people do not. So you can't expect other people to have second sight like that. Planning uh, probably indicates um, probably indicates uh, maybe outlining. I found that I am both a discovery writer and an outline writer. One of the reasons my uh, first uh, completed first draft uh, became so huge was uh, I, I think because I had no outline. So I ended up writing a 60,000 word outline uh, for NaNoWriMo and then I spent the next uh, year, maybe year and a half, writing a 200,000 word outline, 200,000 and 400 word outline, which was still an outline. I was cutting left and right, but it was still expanding beyond my control. Too many characters, too many locations. Uh, I feel if I had written an outline first, uh, maybe I could have avoided that, but I also feel like I had to spend that year and a half uh, torturing myself to learn some very valuable lessons about writing. Uh, so I do not regret that. I do not regret that novel. I will be cannibalizing it for years. Um, and competence. Just be competent. Um, one of the reasons I think the thing I put on Kindle, the short story, uh, my short uh, gay Jewish erotica. One of the reasons I think that hasn't sold is because the formatting was not super competent. It, I, I did edit it pretty thoroughly, but then when I uploaded it, it got fucked up, and I uploaded it again, and it's still fucked up, and I don't know exactly what to do. Got a little too tired. I'm going to go back, hopefully. Uh, I can, am considering planning on posting more stories like that, and hopefully throughout that process I will figure out how to uh, format it so that it doesn't get fucked up when I upload it. Um, and then I can re-upload that original story, which is specifically about Hanukkah. It's called uh, a gay... Uh, no, what it is called a... It's called A Golem Made Me Gay on Hanukkah. And uh, 
I really thought that would be something everyone would be into, you know, good for the good for the uh, ganders and the goose. Uh, but I'm definitely wrong about that. Uh, although I don't know, maybe it's just waiting to catch fire. Anyway, if I had been a little bit more competent in that formatting, I think maybe it would sell a little better. But uh, yeah, that's my problem. I don't, I'm again, I'm projecting myself onto you quite a bit. I'm gonna use my own unfinished novel on on the drying rack. Now, those were two cards that are four. And let's look at the one card that is against. That is the King of Swords. Now, the King of Swords is intellectual. The King of Swords is analytical. The King of Swords is articulate, just, and ethical. These are all qualities you need to avoid to, uh, uh, to aid your novel. Um, these are all generally considered positive qualities, whereas the Three of Swords are all generally considered negative things, betrayal, heartbreak, being alone. I mean, I'm an introvert, so I uh, value being alone quite a bit, but betrayal and heartbreak are still something I don't like. But those will help your novel, those three things. What will hurt your novel is being too intellectual. Um, don't overthink it. Don't uh, uh, go in with the next quality. Don't overanalyze it. Don't, uh, you don't have to maybe create an entire world for every single character, an entire universe. One of the things that expanded my novel is I kept, uh, I kept, uh, like examining every single backstory and every single world and every single place the person came from. And then the places, their places came from, the origins of the places, the founders. And that was kind of the point of it. But also that's why, you know, a 60,000 word outline simply becomes a 200,000 word outline because you just keep outlining within the outline. Not you, me. Me keep outlining within the outline. I'm going to try to project on you a little less. Don't be articulate is what the card is saying. Um, I know new writers and old writers as well, but particularly new writers get slammed for using overly flowery writing. I'm frequently guilty of that, as is my uh, desire to dance among the posies, if you will. But, uh, yeah, don't, uh, uh, they say Hemingway is, I haven't read much Hemingway. They say he's very good with kind of blunt sentences, not being too, uh, trying to think of a less coded homophobic word than flowery, um, uh, fruity, uh, fruity writing. No, um, I'll say someone, a writer I super, super like that, uh, does use, uh, sparse kind of writing uh not overly flowery is kurt vonnegut now he has some really way out there crazy ideas and stuff that happens but his writing is always very accessible and it's always very um i'm not sure what the word it's not too articulate it's it's um just articulate enough you know it he he can be a little he can be blunt he can I always get the sense of like kind of a Vulcan reading his work when I'm listening to it. Like it gets to the point. It tells you, uh, I need to read another one of his novels. It's been a little too long and I've still got some I haven't read. But yeah, uh, as far as just and ethical, that's, uh, I, w I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to be someone whose advice comes down to recommending that people aren't just and ethical. But here's something I will say. I recently heard some writing advice that I thought was very good. I can't remember who gave it or the name of her book, but she is the woman. You might have heard of her. She wrote a memoir about her time spent in a uh, harem for, I think, like a Saudi Arabian prince. And this is like not like 100 years ago. This She wrote this book like maybe, I think, five years ago. 
um, she was teaching a class on memoirs or maybe just writing, I don't remember. And she was talking about how her students would come up to her and say, uh, what will my parents think? What will, uh, what will, what can I share these details? Do I have a right to share these details? It was something like that. And she said that when she asked her students whether or not they'd actually finish what they were writing, uh, most of them hadn't even started. So it's a moot question until your novel's finished. Uh, examine the ethics uh, and the justness of it uh, when, um, when, uh, when you're done. I think uh, ethical, changing names and all that jazz, changing details, not whether or not you have a right to use this, is this really your story? That's something that should be saved for the end. Um, I think that's what she said. I think that's also what I'm saying. As far as being just, uh, you don't have to be just. This is your story. You can be biased. You can be wildly biased. You can be unfair. Um, I don't know if this is a, a memoir. I'm, I'm assuming it's fic fiction um, because you're in your 20s. Um, but I think so is she, although she was in a, an, in a harem. So that's a pretty, mem that's a pretty juicy story. Uh, but... Um, Anyway, yeah, don't worry about being intellectual, articulate, analytical, just, or ethical. Maybe that's all stuff to wait for the editing process or for the next couple drafts. Just uh, finish your novel. Um, and also, uh, please uh, keep me updated. I would like to know if you finish your novel. I would like to know um, uh, uh, how it goes or if you abandon it. Like, these cards in my experience, are not vindictive. They're not uh, territorial. You are allowed to not do anything uh, that these cards tell you to do or that I tell you through the cards, or that the cards tell me to tell you to tell to do. Um, so yeah, follow your own path. Follow your own path, Malcolm. And thank you for helping me avoid uh, confronting what to do about my possibly racist, possibly just a bit young and dumb friend. God, she's really nice in, in person, and she's really sweet. She's got such a uh, good, uh, to use fruity language, spirit. She's got such a good spirit, having trouble thinking of and being articulate enough to think of a better word for it. But, um, yeah, thank you for helping me avoid that problem for another week or two. And thank you for your question. Even more so, thank you for your question. I really enjoyed this question because I gotta say, Malcolm, I, I, I see a lot of myself in you, uh, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, weirdly enough, that doesn't make me hate you as, as often it does. I'm on your side. Okay, after I messaged Malcolm uh, his reading, he informed me that he has a podcast of his own. Uh, it's actually a podcast I've heard of. It's called Apoc Radio, A-P-O-C Radio. Um, it's a uh, movie uh, uh, podcast. Uh, featuring two people uh, under the construct that they are both living in the apocalypse. Uh, I just listened to an episode today driving to and from work, and it's really good. It made me want to watch Your Next again, uh, and it featured Stuart Wellington from The Flophouse, a uh, personal hero of mine, uh, and I'm sure many uh, people out there as well. So check out Apoc Radio, and um, yeah, check it out. I should not have chosen sh I should not have chosen extra the extra cycle on one of them because it was one quarter more and I was because of that one quarter short of using the nice dryer 
Okay, that that was the show, uh, still at the laundromat. I was going to do some other recordings here, but I found that I cannot for the life of me concentrate, so I'm going to have to do those uh, recordings tomorrow, uh, probably after family dinner. Uh, that shouldn't be too hard. Now, um... Now, um... You can email tarottonight at gmail.com for a reading. If uh, you are so inclined, uh, please uh, go to Kindle and buy a Gollum Made Me Gay on Hanukkah. Um, You have my permission to read it ironically or unironically. Uh, It was written genuinely, but hopefully, you know, with a bit of a, bit of a, a little bit of self-awareness, although the content is uh, could be downright disturbing, so uh, big old trigger warning for you. You guys have a good night, or day, you know, whatever. For a reading, call 515-635-1671, then leave a message, or email tarotonight at gmail.com.